This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Freeza Geese. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jaginiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode that featured my conversation with Umphreys McGee, lighting crew chief, Sweet Lou. We talk about a whole bunch in our chat, like where he grew up, college, getting his job with Umphreys, what show day looks like for him what it's been like adding Ben Factor to the team, and so much more. This was such a fun conversation to have. Lots of great stories and laughs. Thank you again to Louie for taking the time. This was such a blast to finally sit down and chat with you. If you missed it, there is a link in the show notes where you can give it a listen. This week of the show begins the massive, comprehensive coverage of Umbol 2021. Starting this week and the following two weeks, two episodes will be coming your way on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so six episodes total. Five of them, including this week, will be conversations I've had with folks about the weekend, and then there will be an episode where I will chat about random facts, shenanigans, and share more of my personal thoughts on the weekend. I want to give a quick thank you to the folks that took the time to chat with me for the show. Patrick, Alex, Drina, Kyle, TJ, and Josh. It was so awesome to chat with each of them about the weekend and hear their thoughts, their highlights, all of that. As I said before, I wasn't really sure how I wanted to fully cover both nights of Umbol. So having multiple guests on to talk about it from their perspective was a lot of fun. So again, thank you to everybody who participated There is also a Nugs playlist that features all of my personal highlights from the weekend, and you will find a link for that in the show notes as well. And if you are a member of the Crooked Conversations video community, videos of these chats will be added soon. My editor, Eric, has been working his magic in adding some of the photos that everyone took from the weekend and putting them, you know, like in the video. So as you're watching it, you'll be able to see uh, some of the pictures that people took. So that's really cool. And if video is more of your thing, you're definitely going to want to check that out. There is a link in the show notes where you can find out more about the Crooked Conversation packages or head to datcmediacompany.com. All right, so first up in our humble discussion, my conversation with Patrick Dwyer. 
Patrick shares his thoughts on Umble being two nights, and we dig into the all-night wrong sets and what his thoughts and highlights were. We also talk about the Stu Art set, his friends' contributions of Who Dose Debussy, Evil Ambiance, and Keyboard Galaxy, which we fall down the rabbit hole of discussion on that one. We also talk about the glorious two-song set on night one, the acoustic set, and the hidden gem divisions in there. Recommended listening if you haven't. You'll find that on the Nugs playlist that I just mentioned a little bit ago. And we talk about so, so, so much more. Oh, and the Canopy Club show from 2018 that Patrick mentioned as required listening. Yes, you will find a link for that in the show notes. And also, I remember um, this came up just now. Um, The first time I had a conversation with Joel for the show was actually the day after that Canopy Club show. And we talk a little bit about it. Um, in our chat. So I will actually link that in the show notes too. It'll be cool to go back and listen to because that was the first time I had a band member on the show and it was only like episode 22. It was very early on. So I'll link that um, as well if you want to give that a listen. And I'll also throw in a link for the uh, recap episode I did of that Canopy uh, Club show too. Thank you and shout out to Patrick for taking the time to do this. This was a lot of fun and I really appreciate um, all of your thoughts and for you sharing them. This was a whole bunch of fun. Do you create really rad fan art? Is your band wanting to get into the ears of umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an umfreaks-themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love, but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. So here it is, the first Humble Chats with Patrick Dwyer. Tell me what your thoughts are of Humble being two nights instead of one. I mean, I'm assuming you've done Umble before. So that is actually where you might be surprised. I uh, became a fan since the last Umble happened. Wow. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. I, uh, so yeah, I guess you're going to get kind of maybe a, a different frame of reference here. I don't know how many of your guests that you're going to have for this haven't actually been to one before, but I have not. 
Um, so okay. while I, I will say like having it spread over two nights was pretty interesting uh, because the band being able to kind of like throw in their own wild card sets the whole time, I found uh, intriguing because, you know, what uh, they, you know, you can't just like do a normal set, right? You got to do something cool. So then they throw the, uh, they throw the, the two song set at us, which I thought was great. I was um, so here for that more of that yeah. please <laughs> that was that was great um yeah i mean for two nights i mean i i love two night runs in general uh, three night runs are better if you ask me but uh you know i more music the better right so you know i don't know how they've done it in the past if they've done like you know like two nights and they just do humble on one night and then they you know they do like a regular show the second night i'm not really sure how it ever worked before but i thought having it spread over two nights was was good i i i don't know if I have any anything negative to say about it. Definitely not. I think for, I mean, especially the fans, we all get to rest, but the band gets to rest too. And especially yeah. now that they're older and, you know, every everything's different for everybody. So I think that they play, I don't want to say better because it's not the right word to use, but, you know, it's just like any any team you know, you're, you're well rested and, and you play, you know, well rested the next day. So sure. I imagine that after like a four hour marathon show, they got to be completely exhausted and they're just like, all right, when is this over? Bayless is checking the, the clock on the floor and you know, sure. Joel, Joel has got his nightcap on already. I'm pretty sure by the end of those. So for sure. Yeah. He's checking his phone one more time for the evening. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, having it is if the band, if that's what the band wants to do, you know, I'm whatever, you know, they're the ones in charge. We just, we just follow their lead. Right. So for sure. For sure. Was this your first time at the Capitol theater too? This was, uh, I have wanted to go there for a long time. Um, I kind of like got in besides like listening to Dave Matthews band a little bit, like in the early 2010s, I really didn't start listening to this kind of music probably until about 2015, 2016. Uh, so, you know, then you start hearing like people talk about all these, all the same, all these venues kind of keep popping up in conversation, Red Rocks, the Gorge, the Cap, um, you know, MSG, for if you're more right. of a fishy person. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is one of the ones is like, I have to make sure I go see this one at some point. And, you know, I was either going to be them or if I know J-Rad does a bunch of stuff at the Cap every year. So I needed to find some excuse to get out here and I couldn't imagine any any better one than this for so, sure for sure yeah, I was, I, I, that's what i was butthurt about not being able to check out that venue yeah it um i mean it was really nice uh they uh i mean it, it is you know your theater and it's it's a tiny little town i don't know if you've ever been to port chester before you know right on the border mm -hmm. of connecticut and new york uh one of the friends i was with at the shows who lives in chicago is from there so he was like showing us, he's like, yeah, I used to shop at that Costco right across the street. And, you know, like we went to the movies <laughs> over there every day. Uh, so it was, uh, uh, it was cool getting to see it through like a local person's eyes. For I, sure. I, I appreciated that a lot. But I, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a theater and the staff was super friendly. And, you know, that that entire staff is kind of geared around these kinds of shows. So they have stuff like that in mind. Um, you know, they know, they know their audience and, you know, Pete Shapiro is, you know, he's one of us, you know, yeah. he's a, a wealthy one of us, but he is one of us. So, <laughs> For sure. uh, you know, he's, you could he, tell he, when he was bringing out the trophy that first night, like 
he was definitely having a fantastic evening like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, and you could see him. He's got like his own little personal booth up on the up on the right balcony up there. So you just like see him there. He's like looking at his phone and got his feet up. And I'm like, okay, this guy like is the boss of this place for sure. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Pete Shapiro is like my bucket list. Like I want to meet that guy so bad and like pick his brain and like spill so many ideas and <laughs> yeah it could probably happen i'm sure someday oh, i'll make it happen i think so right yeah you got connections you can I'll make it happen i'll make it happen if there's yeah, anybody I mean, that can make it happen it would be me <laughs> yeah yeah that's the great attitude that you got to have when you're trying to do this uh i yeah the cap i mean great venue sound was awesome they have like uh they have i say like all the time i'm realizing that as i'm listening to myself talking uh me the show like the has time. like made i just did it too it's awful mm -hmm. i will listen back to stuff and i just cringe i'm like oh yeah. everybody hates me so much right now well i was <laughs> i was wondering how it was gonna sound because i've never been on a podcast before i've listened to like thousands of hours of it of podcasts probably since like i was in college you know 12 god i'm so old 13 years ago something <laughs> like that uh but never been asked i'm like there's a i don't know if you're familiar with the podcast analyze fish uh mm -hmm. but there there's a uh funny quote in the fourth episode which is where they do the review of when they went to the show at madison square garden i think it's the fourth episode and he's like yeah me and my friends were talking way too much because they'd never been on a podcast so there's kind of this thing where well people will go on howard stern for the first time and just like spill their guts and say a bunch of things that they would not normally say because they are now like oh i'm like i have to be on now i'm on camera i'm on you know i'm on audio you know people listen to me so you overshare and i'm like uh, i don't know am i gonna listen to this episode when it comes out i don't even know if i want to know what the sound of my own voice sounds like either it's i'm still getting used to it and Mm. <laughs> yeah it's work weird. in progress uh yeah i don't know what's uh where were we let's get back on track here a lot of tangents <laughs> oh yeah welcome to dropped among this crowd podcast <laughs> yeah well a uh, long time first time i believe is what they say uh <laughs> for sure, so for sure. <laughs> uh glad to be here um this is great <laughs> So let's talk about then the all night wrong and you shared your list with me before you jumped on here and it was awesome. I'm so happy that to see that you put mother on here like I that. Did. I was going to vote for that. Like if I was able to go, that was definitely going to be one of those. I love that song and I've wanted them to play that forever. And I, uh, I think I picked that when they had, it said metal by Pink Floyd. So I knew that it was a mistake, but I still voted for that anyway, because if they're going to play a whole Pink Floyd album, I mean, that's the one that I would choose them to do probably. And that's, uh, you know, it's a whole album. I knew it was a mistake anyway, but you know, I'm, I'm going to vote for it. I'm going to- You're like, hey, on. we I'm do gonna... want that just to let you know in case yeah, you were I'm... wondering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're okay <Yeah>. with it. <laughs> yeah. And then any opportunity I get to write in Ronan by Sturgill Simpson is one that I'm going to do, even if it doesn't really apply. Because uh, I think that that would be an awesome jam uh, for them to like weave into, gonna change my light here, uh, if they weave into like Utopian or, or any jam. I mean, Joel, I know you listen. I know you read my tweets. So just make sure you play that song at some point. So I agree. That would be a great tune for them to play for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, some of the other ones I did. I mean, Red by King Crimson. I'm, that's, a, that's one I'm, 
I'm chasing still. And I hope that at some point they'll, they'll play it for me. Uh, I think I've missed it by one show once. Uh, and that's always like, yeah, you hurts seeing, so like, bad. Seeing it roll in there, or, like any, any song or any cover that you're, that you're jumping at. I've missed getting the van by one show, I think four times. And that's the, that's the, the top that I want that I have not seen somehow. I'm that's 80. the story of me and roulette. Like, yeah, I remember they played it at, I think you were going They played to, it at Red Rocks. And then I was going to Apple Valley was like the next show or like two shows after. And I'm like, come on guys, you fucking know. Like, there was, I think there was one other one too that I, I remember they played it in, I don't know. Did you go to Indianapolis um, like two or three years ago? And they played it at Louisville the day before. And I was at that one. And I was, as soon as they started playing, I'm like, no, Sarah's going to miss this one because of this. That definitely happened. Yeah, I think it was 2019 or something. And I was like, no, guys, come on. Uh, someday oh. I will get it. It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah, it will. We all have that one, right? Water was another one that I was looking after for a while. I finally got that at summer camp this mm. last year. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was a treat. Oh, that song is so good. I'm surprised they didn't play Sister Christian because so many people that share their lists, I feel like had that on there. Yeah, and I, I'm there for all of the 80s hair metal covers that they want to do, like all of them, every single one. If they just want to do an all night wrong of just all all hair metal, just do it, guys. Don't 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 hold back and don't <laughs> second guess yourself. It's, it's like, is this too much hair? metal? No, it's not. Just do it uh and you know anytime where you can get i'm assuming chris would probably sing that one too so any any chris vocals i'm, I'm on board with i love all the chris vocals yeah during... i was wondering that too yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have as much time to like really dig into some of the like this the nerdier stuff after the show that i wanted to because i've been traveling seeing every band and everything lately uh but i wanted to see like oh when's the last time that chris saying lead on three different songs in a set that's probably not something that happens very often unless they do these all night wrong sets like once every couple of years jot those questions down because i'm working on a bunch of topics that i want uh i call him jimmy knowledge that's his radio i want him to uh do for me for like my whole humble thing so if you've got questions, uh, let me know and we'll will. pass them I'll along because that. that's gonna... totally the kind of stuff that I want to know, too. Like, mm -hmm. when was the last time this happened? Yeah, it would have to be. I mean, it would have to be an all night wrong set. So, you know, they do that like what once a year, maybe or once every other year. But I can't imagine just like there's a, a random show out there where they did three covers in a single set and Chris sang lead on all of them. That was mm -hmm. probably not very common. No, um, no, so and that's he, a question. he did so good with all of them too. Like he, he did. So I guess we'll talk a little. Let's let's go into that a little bit more. So let me pull the show up. I forgot to do that. Um, I have. Uh, I'm not. So there's. I like to listen to a lot of different kind of music, a lot of different rock music. But one of my blind spots that I admit it very admittedly have is like the kind of poppier singer songwriter stuff from the '80s. We. Uh, the, like a lot of that, like Hall and Oates, Paul Simon, Simon Garfunkel, John Mellencamp, a lot of that, and maybe those aren't correct to put in the same bucket, but a lot of that stuff is not really my wheelhouse. Uh, so when they played the Hall and Oates song, I didn't know what it was, um, okay. which maybe is 
you know, my, it's my fault more than anything just for, <laughs> for not being uh, in tune with what their covers are. Uh, but I mean, they really nailed that song. I, I loved yeah, the jam. They did. I loved the jam coming out of that. That was, um, you know, you don't really see, you know, cause I listen to a lot of fish too. And, you know, the jamming style of that band is of, uh, you know much discussion or there's a lot of discussion going around that and you don't really see Umphrey's kind of like groove on the main like rhythm and melody of a song very often they're very much like they play the composed part and then they drop out somebody sets a beat or a groove or, or some guitar line and then they jam on that so hearing them actually go like a full eight minutes off of that main bass line that Stasic was holding down the entire time was really cool to listen to they they really can can get into that my computer just turned off okay um i mean that was great i, I love that and that's i had you know after listening back i was like i have i have i know what that song is but at, at the time in the room i just was like i don't know what this is but this is great it was so great i love that and i think i've listened to it numerous times i mean i'm i'm a nerd i knew exactly what it was when they started yeah. playing it but i've listened to it so many times since and they that's they definitely nailed that one. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, I like uh, part of the, one of the big reasons why I love this band and I got it so attached to this band so quickly is like, I have discovered so much new music through listening to these guys so mm -hmm. much. It's like, I, a lot of uh, the music that I listened to like led me to Umphreys and then I'm like, kind of like backfilling, you know, all sorts of yeah. stuff. Like oh, I never really got into Miles Davis until I started listening to Umphreys or like, I knew a lot of Rush, but I didn't know a lot of the other prog bands from the seventies and eighties. I was like, oh, this is like, uh, if there's another thing I could take away, like I love the live shows, but I like how much it's expanded my musical, you know, library on top of all that. So maybe, you know, next time you'll talk to me, you'll ask me and I'll know all the Hall & Oates hits. Maybe, <laughs> maybe someday down the road. I want to see them cover Man Eater. They've done it, but I've never seen them do it live. So that's like my cheesy uh, Hall & Oates like request to be Man Eater. Right. It's a great tune. So have check you, that have one you been, out. Have you been to 100 before? I'm at uh, 80, I think. Okay, that's what I'm at too. I'm at 80. Because 75 uh, was Apple Valley. So that was one, two, three, four. I did seven this year. So what is that? Okay. 82, 82, 81. 82. All right. Do you know what you want to ask for when you get to 100? If you, if you haven't got, if you've, assuming you've gotten roulette at that point. An original? Uh, I Dealer's don't know. Choice, right? I know. Like, I don't know. It's funny because that's, that's what happened with like the band on the run story was I didn't, I didn't even realize it was my 50th show. Like I had counted wrong. I thought the next day was actually my 50th show. And so like, it was right before the show started and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, wait a minute, tonight is actually my 50th show. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess, you know, I didn't ask for anything fuck it. They play what they play. Mm -hmm. Then they fucking played band on the run. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just like leave, <laughs> just leave it, up it to the universe. I don't know. <laughs> Good attitude. I know I want to ask for a song that they will not play. So I just got, I have to ask at the, I want to, I want to hear them play waist down, which I know that they will not play uh, because Joel has said it numerous times that they'll never play that song again. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I like kind of turned into maybe someday, but I, you know, I'm going to shoot my shot. Anyway. You 
Hey, I mean, what is that Wayne Gretzky line? I, I will totally butcher it, but there's he's got that line. And the Michael yeah. Scott totally stole it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a Michael <laughs> Scott quote. Uh, was, but no, yeah. Uh, yeah, you miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. That's uh, what it was. <laughs> yeah, Michael Scott, 2007 or whatever that was. <laughs> you never know. Or you could um, always do one of those, uh, you know, Billy Graham shows or whatever. And uh, yeah get it that way i don't know i hope that they do another one of those that's now that umbol happened i would really love to have another bill graham show and i don't know i how think that it would be cool though because especially now with you know having smaller parties of people in places i could see it definitely you know being a thing mm -hmm. i hope so that's yeah now that yeah like now that we did umbol and i've been to summer camp and red rocks and new year shows like that's you know that's a big that's another you know checkbox that i gotta make sure I, I get at some point yeah definitely so which of the covers do you think you kind of like just was kind of felt met about met about um yeah so this might this will bring us into another uh one of your questions that you gave to me but i'm not sure where once in a lifetime kind of came from um they already do a couple of really good talking head songs uh like i mean girlfriend is better that's another one that i'm chasing and that's probably since i got spotify in 2015 or something like that that's probably the most played song on my whole spotify is their cover of girlfriend is better which is on the 2010 hall of fame uh and i just love that and i really hope that i could see that someday and making flippy floppy is like probably like right up there with my other favorite covers that they do so i did see i think once in a lifetime we saw it at summer camp and you know like i mean they do a good job with it they do a good job with everything this is not any kind of criticism against them it's just like you know they got some good talking heads covers i don't know i guess more more could be better i don't know i uh i i, I thought they did a really spectacular job with it especially the vocal melodies i thought that they were really all on point for the chorus and you know bayless is loves talking heads and he puts a lot into that um, but I don't know. It's, I, I wouldn't say it was bad. It was not a bad cover. I'm just kind of like, okay, that's like an interesting choice, especially so quickly. Again, yeah. like you said, I keep hitting my light on here. Um, especially so soon after summer camp when they just did it. So, yeah. you know, um, that was okay. And, you know, uh, I think I texted you about this like a week ago, but like mother is not my favorite uh, Pink Floyd song. The Wall is not really my favorite album by them either. Uh, there's a lot to love on that. And there's so many good songs, like classic Pink Floyd songs on that. And I'll never say no to hearing Jake play David Gilmore stuff. Like, just only do that. There's <laughs> another another yeah. thing, an all 80s cover song and then an all Pink Floyd uh, cover set. Uh, yeah. You know, but I, I they, again, like, it's maybe not my favorite, but it's still an awesome rendition of it. And they do such a good job with every Pink Floyd song that they do. Um, so like that does that maybe, maybe like makes me seem like kind of a downer on it. But, you know, I uh, there are just like, you know, there's a lot there's a lot to choose from and you're not going to be happy with every single song that the band plays. But, you know, they'll they'll do great, you know, either way. And, and who the hell am I? I'm just a stupid fan. My my my. Uh, <laughs> my my thoughts and opinions don't really matter at all as long as the band's happy and i, I just want that band to have fun for sure for sure because yeah. if they're having fun we in turn are having a good time yeah regardless so 
for sure. Like that's how I felt about, you know, the once in a lifetime. That's why I brought it up. I was like, oh, come on. Like we could have put something else even like on the ballot to begin with, honestly, but it was still, it's a lot of fun. They cover the talking heads so well that they do. It's like them and the police and Pink Floyd. I think those are like the best ones, the best bands that they cover. And I'll never say no to any of those, any of those three. Those are, my mom was a huge police fan. Uh, so like on like car rides and road trips, we listen to the police all the time. My dad loved Pink Floyd and you know, Talking Heads was one that I discovered through them and through Fish. So, you know, they're like, I, I was like, I missed out on so much, but I'm so glad that I got to listen to it after, after all these years, just because of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, other songs in that set, I thought that Special Pumpkins cover was pretty great. Um, yeah. That's the, uh, um, I mean, Pumpkins are from Chicago. I know that they played with Jimmy Chamberlain before he sat in, I think at the Riv in 2014. Um, uh, and they did Chair of Rock, which was, which is great. Um, it's interesting having like another musician come in and play with them. I've always found that kind of to be a peculiar thing when it happens because they're so tight as a group of six and they know all of their, they know, they know each other's mannerism, musical mannerisms, like the back of their hand. So like hearing him come in on that, that song is like, oh, he actually knows the correct way to play this. Like this is like, he's playing it, you know, Special Pumpkins don't improvise at all or change their, any of their really sets from night to night, as far as I'm aware. So he's going to play it on the album and how Billy Corgan wants it to be played. Mm-hmm. So, you know, his, are, are the rest of the, the Umphreys guys going to know? Yes, the answer is probably yes, they are, because that's just how good they are at, at copying stuff uh, and covering stuff. But, you know, hearing, getting the chance to see them with another musician who's, you know, the original, one of the original songwriters on that was, was, was probably a, a real treat, especially for people who live in Chicago uh to be at that and see like Smashing Pumpkins or like the marquee Chicago rock bands that came out of the 90s there yeah that was great um I love that cover and I thought uh in Rosanna probably around like the nine or ten minute mark you can hear Chris do like a certain note on his drum pad that is the like there's like a little quiet part of uh 1979 before the actual song comes in and he plays that and I don't know if the rest of the band knew that that's what he was going for that quickly, but you can hear it. And then they just kind of like jam that part for another like four minutes or something like, and that was one of like the highlights of the whole, of all the improv in that set, I thought was that you, you'll hear it. I'll, I'll text it to you later whenever I find that part. But I thought okay. that was, that was awesome. Um, I was like, okay, well, that was a, like a little mistake maybe that turned into something really cool. And I, that's something that, uh, you know, how making lemonade out of something that maybe like you you have to be super nerdy about music to like catch that that might have been like a very rare mistake that they made, but it doesn't have to be, you know, that's, that's improv. That's an improvisational band right there for you. For sure. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Definitely let me know that because I'm always like finding weird stuff and I'm like, and I, I, I couldn't even tell you if that was actually a mistake or not. That might have just been that's what they wanted to do. But to me, it sounded like Chris came in and the rest of the band didn't really catch that, that that's what he was going for. But let's just keep improvising because that's what the fans want, right? Hmm. Interesting. Um, (laughs) uh, All right. So the, the Toto, the Toto cover, Toto is another band that I know absolutely nothing about. I know Africa and that's 
only because these guys play it. And I saw that at summer camp a couple of years ago, but I know absolutely nothing about Toto. Um, so you know that song I, and this song, and that's it. <laughs> I have been, I have that, that meet you all the way. Like that has been stuck in my head for th- two weeks now. And I love it. Like, I think great. they do that deliberately too. Like, <laughs> sure. Like <laughs> fine. Have it stuck in my head as long as you want. Like, again, them being so great at introducing new music to me. Um, oh, that was great. I love the jam out of that, too. Uh, Joel on the piano is, you know, I, that is such a treat every time you get to hear it when he's really just going to town on it. And excellent, excellent stuff out of that song. Um, they're so good. <laughs> uh, oh, that Senior Mouse cover. So that uh, you know one of your questions is what did you think that they do that they did the best i think that that is they that is just a note for note perfect rendition of that song like that i listened to the ld miola version and i listened to a uh, chikoria version i think i said that name right uh earlier today the return to forever version that's on spotify and like it's like uh, like note for note and they haven't played that song in six years and they Mm -hmm. can just do that you know, I'm sure I know they practiced it, but man, like there's a nine minute song and they got every single note correctly. It, yeah. it, at least it seems like um, that was that was so cool. Um, I love all the, the jazz stuff that they do, um, all the, the jazz covers, especially when if you've ever seen Joel solo before, um, he does a lot of really cool jazz stuff. And, you know, that's uh, another kind of like area of music that I'd never really gotten into until I started listening to him. It was a lot of jazz stuff. Um, so man, that was a very cool song to see. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it, it's like they put their own like Umphrey's metal kind of spin on that song and oh, it's great. Yeah. It's, so good. <laughs> it's, it's probably kind of embarrassing, like how many times I've taken the all night wrong set, like listen to it all the way through it's. Mm-hmm. It's almost surprising. I don't know, like out of yeah. everything else, I've listened to it so many times. It's just so I've, good. I probably have because I probably listened to that song Rosanna like thirty times <laughs> in the last two weeks. Like the first few days after the show, I was listening to it like back to back, like three or four times in a row. Alice is mean, so good. He just nailed those vocals. Yeah, he did. He, he does. He uh, uh. He always surprises me. And then when he goes into the falsetto, I'm just like, oh, my my boring 31-year-old male heart just melts when he goes into this falsetto. I love it. Uh-huh. It's so great. Yeah. Um, and then the last one they did was Sat- Sabotage. Um, I've seen that song. I've seen them do that song before. I saw them do the, in, uh, it was in Madison, or Madison, in 2017 I want to say it was like 11 for 2017 um I was at that show and that was their solo encore and that was it so I, I think they've done that three times now I was gonna say I, that's gotta yeah. be like the last and time I, they did it or something because they they've it, only believe, done it like three times or something they, they did it one more time I want to say like maybe a year or two later uh but not since then so I've uh I've caught two out of three of those like full band switch uh sabotages that's a good one uh chris as like front man is like awesome he he really relishes the opportunities that he gets to like jump out in the front he does that with bomb track too and some of the rage against the machine covers that they've done and 
Yeah, yeah, Chris when he is, does the Zeppelin covers too, and you know, like he could pull off the front man thing. Like if he was ever in a band that needed a front man, like Chris could pull it off. For yeah, sure. and it's when you <laughs> and then when you kind of like juxtapose that against uh, Andy, which who's you know a very like mild mannered, like quiet kind of timid person, and even when he's out in front, uh, you could tell that that's like not not maybe necessarily his comfort zone. Uh, so he, you know, even when they do it, it's like, you know, he just, I don't know where I was really going with that, but, uh, so if you want to cut that out, you can, but you don't have to, we'll just live with it. Um, but you know, just like, uh, it's raw video, the raw video, we'll keep, we'll keep it in there. I do that all the time. And I try like so hard to circle it back and I'm like, no, I lost it. No, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna admit defeat with that thought wherever I was going. Uh, but you know it's great you know these kind of special events shows that's where you see Andy and Chris get to jump out in the front Um, shows like that remind me of the Canopy Club show in 2018 I think it was like October 18th or something like that Uh, that was one of my favorite shows fantastic show everybody needs to listen to that show yes that's uh, (laughs) required listening I'm guessing you'll be you'll link it in your show notes which is something that you're very good about um I'm a big uh, old nerd about. Yeah, movies. I do. So like you scroll, like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to like keep scrolling, keep scrolling. So, okay, there, there's that. There it is. It's, it's there. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a, I mean, that campy club show that is, I mean, every show is like required listening for me personally, but Same. like if you're trying to get like a cliff notes version of the Umphreys experience, uh, the last five years, you got to make sure you throw that campy club show on. And I think that the South Bend show is going to be kind of a lot like that too. I'm really hoping for like a lot of a lot of cool stuff. I don't think they've played there in 10 or 11 years or something like that in South Bend. Mm-hmm. And they're probably gonna have like a bunch of like really old old school fans there who are who'd, who've known them since they were playing in the like late 90s. And, you know, they'll they, I think that's gonna be a fucking good show. Oh, sorry. Do I have to watch my language on here? I don't know. Okay. No, you're good. You can totally okay. say whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> does, yeah, I'm very excited about the South Bend show. It's it's going to be a great time, and and the Morris, I'm excited to go there, and it's, I'm excited to see everybody too. There's going to be so many people there, so it's good to see friends. It is, sure. and you know, small town Sunday night show, like it's got all the makings. A hometown like, Sunday a night hometown show. Sun- yeah, it's it's got all the makings for like a classic, you know, like classic on free show right there. I agree. I agree. So talk a little bit about, you know, some personal highlights from other sets of the weekend. Um, here, let me pull, let me pull it up. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot to talk about with that, the, uh, um, the Stuart set, I, I, the last, like, the last three songs were all submitted by friends of mine who I was watching the show with, which I thought was great. So the Who Dosed a Bussy was uh, a friend I Ryan. Loved that. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was uh, that was my friend Ryan who lives in Chicago. He was there for the show. Um, Evil Ambiance was our friend Josh who was there from Chicago, and Keyboard Galaxy was our friend Kyle's. Uh, and that talking is to like, him tomorrow, I'm super yeah, excited. That is like I, and next time I see any of them in person, especially Joel, because he'll remember. I'm going to say you need to turn Keyboard Galaxy into like an actual song that you keep doing, because that was like not not even just the novelty of having four people on the keyboard. Like that's that's all fun 
and stuff but that was a great song <laughs> dude I said that like I was watching it at home and I was texting friends and I'm like okay so what part of this song are, are we gonna hear and and come back because like all of this it this is fucking like, don't, awesome <laughs> don't don't even don't change I mean you know do what you gotta do but I thought just everything about that was great um mm -hmm. the Jane Fonda the Jane Fonda workout was like I don't did you watch the stream when, when it was on right that was the funniest, one of the funniest things I've ever seen them do was Jake and Brendan just, you know, doing the Arnold voice, you know, oh God. I'm going to share a funny uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger story with you sometime. Okay. Not on here. <laughs> okay. And then with, with Jake doing it, it just, it was, yeah, it was really fucking hilarious. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. Uh, increasing tempo jam, I thought was really good too. Um, Bayless complimenting Joel uh, was so funny. Because <laughs> we're like, okay, I know exactly where this is going. And it went exactly where it was. And it was so funny. <laughs> and yes, I think those purple pants are pretty sweet too. They are pretty sweet. I'm just saying. And I will tell you, I would love the level of confidence that Joel has when he wears white pants because I certainly do not. So, yeah. We could all learn. We could all learn a little bit from Joel. Uh, where's okay? The Ringo I thought was spectacular, and that's definitely going on my uh, my Hall of Fame list for the year. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was just an awesome, awesome rendition. A lot of really solid improv in there. Uh, yeah, that's that's making a short list for Hall of Fame stuff this year. Um, let me go. Let's go to the other show. So I'm just pulling up on my my phone here that two songs that we talked a little bit about that yeah. I am so here for. Give me all the two song sets, please. Yeah, all Especially of it. Especially uh, if DBK is part of this conversation. Yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a great song because it's got those two spots in there where they usually jam. Uh, and, you know, so it works so well for something like that. I mean, they could even like weave a song that has another break into there and then just kind of like go back and forth and back and forth uh, to them. But as soon as they jumped in to that, jam uh which is usually the spot where bayless comes in with the solo chords uh you know right in that like slow groovier section you know he's playing by himself just doing that one that one riff and so when they didn't go into that and they instead went into a jam i was like oh yes this is what's happening right now because i had that same feeling that i had when they did the ringo set uh in denver a couple years ago yep. and you know i'm i'm looking at you know my friend i'm like oh this is what's happening here this is the are we getting like an hour-long dbk right now is that what's happening yeah. i was uh, wondering I, if that's what was gonna happen i thought that that was where we were going uh yeah and then they did rezo which like okay great i'm happy totally happy with that and that's you know another one that they uh have continuously jammed on that's a two jam song too you know so they got yeah they they did great with that 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 set was the two song set, you know, give me all of those. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, what else do we got here? Uh that that Utopian was great too. Um they did which song did they do out of that? Was that a bomb track again? Mm -hmm. They did there. Yeah. See now let's see them do that a few times uh out of uh, Utopian. Uh great really great jam out of that one i meant to listen to this show again and so what are your thoughts about the acoustic set i know a lot of people were kind of like butthurt there's like a back and forth i mean the the water that you wanted yeah um but um, 
you know, I, I, I like when they do acoustic stuff. It, it shows a different side of them that they're not really all just like shred. Not every show is just like shredding. Um, you know, they're, all, they're also really good at acoustic, which is not, you know, I don't know how much you know about guitar, but they are, they play differently. You know, you, you're, the electric guitar is a lot more forgiving than acoustic guitar is. Uh, so I, you know, that I thought that divisions in that acoustic set is like, that's maybe the, I, text, I texted you this probably like the next day. I was like, this is the best acoustic song I think I've ever seen them do. And mm -hmm. between, a between a bunch of holiday shows, I'm really showing like my Chicago privilege here. Uh, all this, all the, I'm uh, so the jealous. holiday shows, <laughs> all the, all the, uh, the holiday shows. And I saw the acoustic set they did at Orly Island a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, I saw Brennan and Jake play at Wrigley Field. I'm like, uh, that divisions was spectacular. And yeah, it was also going on my hall of fame list. I think that that might be one from that, from that weekend that kind of like goes under the radar a little bit because it was an acoustic song and I really hope it doesn't. So I'm going to be campaigning hard for that on the, uh, on the hall of fame. I think there's going to be a lot from this show that ends up on the hall of fame for 2021, but that one is one that I'm going to push for pretty hard. Yeah. Um, you don't, there's not, I can't think of any really acoustic song in the past few years that I've ever thought was really like worthy of, of that kind of recognition, but I thought they just nailed every aspect of that. And it translated so well to acoustic and just bravo, guys. Great job. Yeah. Great, great, great job. I agree. I agree. That little uh, Nemo, Uncle Wally, Nemo, that was, that was very nice. That was good. Well. Ne yeah, Nemo is welcome at any show that I go to, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Uncle Wally, too. That was one that I chased for a long time. Uh, and I got that in a New Year's run a couple of years ago in Denver. And that was you know that's uh it's not one that they play all the time for some reason you know you can't play every song every four or five shows i guess so there's going to be some that eventually falls to the wayside a little bit but that shouldn't be one of them as far as no. i'm concerned just keep no. playing that one um what else we got here oh that's uh oh wizard burial okay so that encore uh I, they i was front porch versus wizard burial ground for that that last encore spot and i don't know like yeah it was neck and neck basically the entire time. I think it ended up being like 51 to 49 or something for Wizard Burial Ground or something. We needed like that. to count the hanging chads. Is it that was, how it was? <laughs> it was really close. And like, I get that people want to see Front Porch because it's kind of a rare song, but Wizard Burial Ground is my favorite Humphrey song. So I want to hear it at every single show that I go to and I will never get sick Dude, of it. I was crying at summer camp. Like it made me way overly emotional at summer camp it was so awkward <laughs> I I just like no other no other band in the scene would ever even try something like that and at least I don't think they would um I'm struggling to think of like any you know band that's like in the ballpark of Humphreys that would try and do like a just some like 12 minute prog metal song and like nothing is coming to mind so but that could be a reason why a lot of people don't like Humphreys a lot is because oh they're like too shreddy and too heavy I'm like well that's why they do it for me more than any other band that I listen to and they don't scene. leave you with blue balls like that's what I always say is I've left a lot of other shows like feeling like there's something left to be desired. And it's not the case, like, I don't want to say that's the case with every single band because it's not true. I mean, I don't feel that way when I go see Mo, you know, like, so there's bands that I still feel that way, but I feel like a lot of particularly jam band shows, I guess, 
such a loose term. It's such a, you know, so many things you could classify under that, I guess. Um, I feel they just like leave something to be desired. Like you ordered a meal and you're like, oh, that was, that was it. Like, that's kind of how I feel. I don't know, but I don't I feel that, that way with Humphreys. And yeah, I never, I never do. I mean, I've never, I, I, I can think of only a handful of times I've left the show and I wasn't like completely elated, you know, with how everything went. Yeah. You know, yeah. it might be a show where like, I don't really care for the, the encore. There was one in Hampton beach a couple of years ago uh, in New Hampshire. I was like, oh, that encore really didn't do it for me, but it's kind of tough to like do an encore after you do like two set two seventy five minute rocking sets like what what 10 minute song is really going to do it for you you know after after you have all that oh that's your dog my dog's over here. no that yeah i was like that's my <laughs> dog i'm like what could she even be barking at right now probably like ups drove around the block or something just... yeah um <laughs> yeah I, it's yeah i, I wizard barrel ground is like one of the re- that's one of the songs that i really latched on to right away i was like oh these guys are like different than than like fish and dave matthews like these guys like have a they're like they're ballsy with some of their song their song choices you know? they are yeah. they are that's exactly how i feel too like it's not for the faint of heart it's, it's just... not it really isn't <laughs> and if, i think that a lot of people don't expect to get stuff like that at at a like a jam band festival or a, you know a show like oh they're, they're, they're like fish you know like they're like a jam band like fish or like grateful dead and then you get there and it's like oh, very in your face so you know it's their loss more room for us that's the wrong analogy i never ever and i mean i don't mean this is like a diss to either fish or the grateful dead in any way shape or form but when somebody asks me those are not like I use those two bands as the analogy of when I talk about the community like when I want to talk about like how the community operates like I use those kind of bands because people like I think that's the only really time that people can understand that with music honestly is like the Grateful Dead like anybody that's not within it that can really understand it would be like oh okay I kind of understand what you mean but in terms of like music I never ever because it grossly like gives everybody the wrong impression (laughs) yeah it's so it's so different I mean you can't really like anytime somebody you know hears the name I'm like yes it's a weird name like I know can we just move past the weird name and they're like oh what what do they sound like I'm like how do I explain how this sounds like without me sounding like a weirdo it's like okay they're like kind of they uh, it's like a whole trying to explain this music to people who don't get it is a very like can be a very stressful experience because then you you start going deeper and deeper into like your fandom and then they like check out of actual interest and they're like oh this is like a weird dude who's trying to explain (laughs) to me all this stuff like does he have like friends like or does he just listen to music all all day long it's like well yeah I, i do to listen to music all day long <laughs> yeah try try being but a like mom and that's like the case and then everybody's like yeah it's like yeah i don't know uh, you're you know you're at, i'm just gonna be very stereotypical you're like at soccer practice and you're like talking to other soccer moms and i'm like oh so what do you do for fun it's like i uh there's like a uh there i don't know it's not difficult to explain do i really have to okay you know like uh it's weird like oh my god oh, it's even better now because i have the show and like the magazine and like all these things and they're like, always oh, so like, you're like oh you're like 
a, you're like a crazy person. Yeah. Like that's what they're thinking. And that, you know, all my like coworkers, like they know what I do. Like they know I go to these shows and you know, my, like, it's kind of like a running joke with like some of my family members now too. It's, you know, I'll like, I'll see one of some of my uncles and they'll be like, all right, who are you going to see next? I'm like, I'm going to see Umphreys again for the 10th time this year, probably. I love it. It's not, I don't, I don't feel any shame. I don't really feel any shame. Like I give two shits what people think about my, my hobbies that I do, you know, but like, God, it's like, am I that much of a, <laughs> am I that My favorite now? thing though, is like people that know, that only know about it because of me. And then the, like, they'll see something somewhere, you know, like in a magazine or whatever, you know, and then they'll be so excited. They'll be like, oh, Hold on. Well, my uh, Spotify just started going in my <laughs> headphones and that was really loud. It was my morning jacket. Their new I was album. like, what is singing? I was so yeah, confused. That was weird. Uh, new My Morning Jacket album is spectacular. I'll have to way. give it a spin. Yeah, it's great. Very because I'm seeing them in a couple of weeks. Um, it's going to nice. be a lot of fun. Nice. They're playing, they're playing probably the nicest room in Chicago, which is the Auditorium Theater uh, at Roosevelt University in downtown Chicago, which is uh, where I believe Humphreys has done one New Year's show. I think and so. I don't think they'll ever go back there because I don't think the venue and the staff liked us. I say us, like the royal us, like I wasn't there, but I don't, yeah. The that's, collective, that, the they collective weren't very happy us. with the collective. <laughs> yeah, but like cheese plays, string cheese incident is playing there this year. So I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I get my, oh, you know what? I think I actually, I'm getting my venues mixed up. I think I'm uh, thinking of Ravinia and I do not believe that we'll ever be invited back there. I say we again, like I'm part of this <laughs> band, but like the, I don't think the audience will, I don't think the Humphreys is ever going to go back to Ravinia, which is kind of sad because that's a really cool venue. And it's like this big outdoor, like, it's like wine mom kind of like I've been there one time. Yeah. It was okay. A lot I wasn't of fun. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a yeah, really it's... cool place. The last time they played there was when I was there. They played okay. Rianne in that night. That was a good night. Yeah, instead of just teasing it during <sighs> every every triple wide, which I'm, for example okay, one, that's when Jake just did it this past summer, and I was like right there, and I'm like, oh my god, it's happening right in front of my face. At ah, cool, Sarah. At ah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, yeah, I saw King Crimson there, and they played Red, so I was like, oh, you know, like this was just like a month ago or putting something the like vibes that. Was, out there i was like yes like we're gonna hear red i'm gonna see umphreys play red at some point and it's because i was at the show for sure just the cosmos is like stringing things together you know everything's connected everything's everything's about umphreys all the time always yeah it's um, like the kevin bacon game but with umphreys. yes but with umphreys <laughs> um so is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, what, uh, what else? You know, I think I that's know. everything on my questions. I was like looking. I think that's everything. Is there anything else from like the weekend that you wanted to add that we didn't? Uh, um, I will about? say that uh, that area of the country, and I know you're kind of you're near there, at least um, we went at a good time. Like the leaves were popping when mm-hmm. we were there. So I, I like to go like on hikes or like do outdoor stuff when I'm somewhere. So I was in Oregon. I don't know when this is coming out, but I was in Oregon. This today is uh, August or October 25th. I was in Oregon for a fish last week and the leaves were really great. And we went on a nice hike outdoors and it was so nice out. So that's like, that's probably my favorite thing to do when I go 
to some places like find the cool outdoor stuff to do and that part of the country uh in connecticut and you know the above new york city is really really nice um Mm -hmm. good you know can't recommend doing outdoor stuff enough also because it's free which is really great too um just be outdoors outside away from like yes be outdoors don't shit (laughs) i you know like go to the show take all your drugs that you want it's just you know uh, there's nothing like lamer to me than like going to the show going back to the hotel room and just like wasting time in the hotel room all day until the next show like you gotta uh, you know take advantage of your scenery you know that's my that's my unsolicited advice to people when they travel for shows is like really take in the town that you're going to that's you know i missed last year like traveling for sure traveling for shows is probably my favorite thing about about the, that like i do that's like, my favorite hobby i love doing it all the time and like not getting to do that last year sucked so much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you gotta like, you gotta take advantage when you can. Cause now we don't know if something stupid, like this pandemic is going to happen again in a few years and we're going to have to cancel everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying, you've got to, you know, maximize your time when you're on vacation somewhere. That's, that's what I like to do. And, you know, like half the fun for me is getting to explore a new place. So, you know, anytime that, I see Umphreys do a multi-night run on a, uh, you know, on a tour announcement and it's a place that I've never been to, you know, that I've always wanted to. That's the one that I will eyeball to go see. So like mm-hmm. Asheville two years ago, that was like three weeks before the entire world shut down. Uh, we did that yeah. and that was great. Um, yeah, that was know. my first time in Asheville and I had always wanted to go. I was born and raised in North Carolina, but on the coast okay. and everybody was always like, oh, you got to go to Asheville. Like Asheville's this amazing city. Never went. And they do that run. I'm like, I'm going like it Billy was. Strings is going to be there. I'm going, I'm doing this. And then I was in Asheville for the weekend and it was a fucking awesome city. And I'm so glad I went there. I cannot yeah. wait to go back now. It was like nice enough, even though it was February, it was nice enough to like be outside with just like a jacket on, you know, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, I, we live in like two of the notorious <laughs> winter cities, right? Like Chicago gets crazy snowstorms and like, and that's like, not even to say like Buffalo gets like the most insane snowstorms. I feel like once or like once a year or something like that. The lake effect where it's like in the morning, it's so beautiful. And then like the afternoon, it's like the beginning of Rudolph where you can't even yeah. see it's awful. yeah right it's, I, I just I distinctly remember like seeing pictures on the news or videos on the news of like oh it snowed three feet in Buffalo over the last like three days so I'm like oh god I don't know how I like I feel bad enough in Chicago getting like some crazy snowstorms but you guys have it like that's a whole other thing out there yeah well that's been the weird thing with the past couple years and the weather and that's how you can really tell the difference now is it's not even so much the snow that we get in, like it is cold as hell here it's so frigid but it's not the snow anymore and that's how you can tell that like shit's changing you're like i almost yeah. want the snow like i kind of want yeah. it because it's bad that it's not here <laughs> uh yeah it's uh yeah that's gonna be a big problem for us i think in the next uh <laughs> you know, Definitely. Like 10, 10, 15, 20 years. Every time uh, it's not snowing, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I hate to make it a political thing, but yeah, but it like kind of is, you know. Well, I don't want to get into I feel... that. Well, never mind. Oh, that's a whole that's a topic. <laughs> that's a topic. We'll talk about that offline. I think that's what they say in the biz, right? Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. Um, 
don't know. Uh, I mean, any other thoughts? I mean, Humble is that was a lot of fun. That whole weekend was was great. Uh, the people who who travel out for shows like that, you know, those are my people. Those are you know the people who who like want to go to a little tiny town in you know on outside of New York City for two nights to see a band do interactive sets where you're texting in things during the show and you know you get to see rare songs that you haven't seen or whatever you know the people who want to travel out for that those are the those are the people that I've I've grown close with and the people I'm so happy to see when I go to shows like that I knew that it was going to be uh, a real big like family reunion you know type vibe and it definitely was um so I you know i yeah, this is what I live for. I love going to shows like this. And I love Humphreys. And, you know, this weekend, that weekend was so much fun. I wish I could do it all over again. I can't wait until the next one. So. Yeah, I'm excited for the next one. I've got lots of ideas of of how to cover it and, and get ready. So, yeah, and that's good. I, and I'm sure that you'll learn a lot from doing this and how to how to cover it. And you'll, you know, you'll it's, you know, you're constantly learning new ways to do it. Um, for sure well that was like the big undertaking I was like oh wow okay so this all of this was not in existence the last umble so it's like this is different and a lot and how do I do this the right way to make it interesting for everybody so right this is like a big this is a big event for them this isn't just like a regular show you gotta do you gotta you know roll the red carpet out for yourself on this one right for sure there's a lot to analyze and and take apart and look back on so well thank you i appreciate it for doing this and letting me relive some of it through you yeah this was a lot of fun i'm happy to do this anytime i'm at a show and you're not so this was um this was great i hope i wasn't too uh uh too uh you know first time guest <laughs> i don't know what the right word for that is but um yeah this this was great you know the the whole experience was awesome and i can't wait to do it again <laughs> Sure, sure. All right. Well, that's everything. If you don't have anything else, I guess we can uh, uh, wrap it up. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't really have like usually when there's a guest on a podcast, it's because they're like a famous person plugging something, and I'm just like a normal like person. Like I have to go to work at my job on Monday. I don't get to like plug a movie or a TV show. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, for any listeners, you're probably already following me. But I'm Pat Dwyer, Pat underscore DWY three R follow me on there i talk about fish and umphreys and like 10 percent of it is complaining about the chicago bears um so if you're any of your interests fall in those three categories you'll probably still not want to follow me because i'm getting very complaining on there so everybody needs to have an outlet so yeah um yeah no i got nothing else i don't think i uh i'm sure other stuff will come to mind but we can talk about that some other time yeah all right well this was really awesome thank you yeah, totally. All right. Well, have a great rest of your night. I'm going to cook dinner. Yeah, same. same. Uh, all right. All right. Bye, Sarah. This was great. Bye. So that's everything I have for this first humble coverage episode. Thank you so much to Patrick again for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And it was a ton of fun talking about the weekend with you. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for a whole bunch of things, including where you can listen to The weekend and anything that Patrick or I may have mentioned throughout our chat. Also in the show notes, you'll find the DATC pod vault stuffed with a ton of past episodes for you to binge on, 
So make sure you check all that out. There's so many episodes to listen to. You'll also find links for where you can get your subscription to Crooked Conversations, shop the DATC store, and so much more. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts Thursday for another conversation about Umble. Mad love.